Okay, so the we're gonna have two mics and three siblings. So what is? How do you know when to give the mic to Emma? The signal is lick your lips. <laughs> Hey, and welcome to Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch, the podcast where three sibling frenemies discuss the movies their dad made them watch as kids and that traumatized them for life, but that they also kind of love. It's complicated. All right, welcome back to Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch. Uh, This is going to be interesting because we are three siblings. There's one, two, three of us, but only two microphones. So, the show is called Two Mics, Three Siblings. That's going to be our new, that's our subtitle. Movies Our Dad Made Us Watch, subtitle, Three Siblings, Two Mics. Well, actually, Three Mics, because you're a Mike, Kara oh, Michael. Oh, yeah, I'm Mike. That's true. My middle name is Michael. Oh, see, that's the charming sibling humor <laughs> that one of our listeners hates, and they just want us to talk about the movies, and we know who you are, and we refuse. Okay, so uh, the movie we're doing today is the absolute, not just family classic, but like family and friends classic, The Three Amigos. Yeah. So, so okay, I can't hear anything you guys are saying. Emma, you have, you to, have to, eat. to eat. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, now you're so loud. Well, I had to project, so. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. Okay. But we're going to try to see if we can get through this. Kara, uh, do you have a synopsis for us of this movie? I do have a synopsis. Once again, this was... The first thing that came up when I Googled. Okay. Three cowboy movie stars from the silent era. Dusty Bottoms, played by Chevy Chase. Lucky Day, Steve Martin. And Ned Nederlander. No, you have to say it. Ned Nederlander. 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 I'm embarrassed. (laughs) By Martin Short. Martin Short. (laughs) are fired when one of their movies bombs and what seems to be a career-saving offer, young Mexican woman Carmen offers them a high-paying gig in her village. The three jump at the opportunity expecting to do their typical act, but Carmen believes they are really heroes and asks them to rid her, vid- blah, blah, rid her village of bad guy El Guapo. El Guapo. Released in 1986. Oh my gosh, that's the year I was born. The year you were born. I am linked inextricably with this movie. Okay, before we go any further, this is also the plot of what movie? Bugs Life. Yes, 100%. Yes, also, what? Wait, what do you mean? You don't, you're not getting it? I didn't realize it was Bugs Life. Okay, so just think about it. There's a village. It's under attack by a group of outsiders. Who are exploiting the town with a Mexican slant? Yeah, the 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 hoppers. Yeah, the yeah. hoppers, and they're in a like a Mexican cantina. Yes, in the beginning of the movie, El Cucaracha. They sing the song. Yeah, they sing La Cucaracha, and La then Cucaracha. so she, uh, so the girl goes in yes. to the big city to look for help. She recruits performers. Yes, she assumes they are warriors by accident. Yes. And then she comes, she brings them back, and they basically show themselves to be actual performers, not warriors. My life is a lie. I didn't like even make that connection. You did not see this? Are you serious? No. Oh my gosh, Emma. Okay. Well, as we, and then here's the other weird thing about it it is also the plot. Both of those are based on the Western, The Magnificent Seven. Okay. Which is itself based on. Kurosawa's classic black and white film, The Seven Samurai. Oh. So they're all like, it's just an insane line from Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, Three Amigos, A Bug's Life. But the first thing I thought when I was watching it was like, it's a bug's life. It is. It's a bug's life. So, yeah. I think I was too little for either of these because I didn't make that connection. Okay, so does this does understanding this make you enjoy the movie more or less? Yeah, life? it makes me enjoy it more because I love A Bug's Life. But it was very frightening. But are you serious? You did not, you didn't pick up that at all? No, I only watched the movie today. So, and I haven't seen A Bug's Life probably since I was like 10. Okay, so so here's the deal. We, we got to go in and give our how many cell fives out of five rating for this. Mm. But... We have very different perspectives on this movie because somehow Emma, who's the baby of the family, 
You did not ever see this movie? No, but I knew the Little Buttercup song. But uh, did you recognize other lines in the movie? Yeah. That other people have would say? That dad would say all the time. And I was like, oh, that's what that's from. I just never knew. Okay. So, uh, Emma, you this is you literally finished it. You started last <laughs> night. You finished it today. Yes. Right before this recording. How many self-fives out of five would you give the movie? I'd give it four out of five. Really? Self-fives, yeah. That's pretty high. It was fun because... It was like it kept it, the pacing was good. Yeah, it the doesn't drag. It didn't drag at it all. It does not drag. Because I looked at how long it was and I was like, oh goodness. It's a zippy movie. No, but it, it the pacing was good. It had that like three act structure that was. Oh yeah. Really good. And That's all true. The, all the characters were worked really well together. So okay. I thought it was fun. Kara, how many cell fives out of five? Three. Three. Okay. Why? I wasn't sure what I was watching exactly. <laughs> It is, is, in some ways, a series of improv sketches, like, like strung together. With a dash of, like, suspender disbelief, and there are these magical things that happen. Oh, it is very true. Like, out of nowhere, there's a singing bush. Yeah. Out of nowhere, there's an invisible swordsman. There's there's a musical number with, like, campfire animals. So are they, are they normal yeah. From Hollywood, or is this like a, a dream world, like a crazy funhouse place? I, I mean, you're raising valid points, but uh, anyway, that's the only reason I give it a three out of five because I was like, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it it does not. It's one of those movies that does not pick a lane. Like it it is a movie about actors that like. You are, you're required to suspend your disbelief on every conceivable level. One, that these guys can actually shoot somehow and ride horses. Uh, then that they have animals that sing with them, mm-hmm. that there's invisible swordsmen. But also that like it actually is real that these guys are like taking over a town. And, and it's just wild. Yeah. The whole thing is wild. Like they're basically dealing with cartel also. So it's like, oh, okay. So I here's here's the thing. Here's my rating. My rating is, as an actual movie, it's like, it is a three out of five. But in my heart, it's like a four <laughs> and a half out of five. So I know, I understand. Like, have you ever seen, have you ever gone on Rotten Tomatoes and seen the difference between the critics rating and like the people's rating? Oh, yeah. So like every Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie has like a massive gap between <laughs> like the, the, the critics rating and then the people. And this is one of those movies for me. Like, I understand that it's not a fantastic movie. But I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so with that, then we're gonna jump right into best scene and best line. So uh, let's try to do this sequentially. Does anybody have a favorite from the beginning of the movie that you feel like needs to be mentioned? Favorite scene or line? Favorite scene. The opening scene is funny because it kind of like sets the tone because you can tell like at first it's like oh this is like a western, but as soon as they suspend that note for like four bars it's like oh okay this is gonna be a little bit slapsticky yeah yeah it's true i do love the scene where they're fired where uh it's not my favorite scene but the, the scene where every saturday night live alum is in that scene like uh what's his name uh what's what's the jealous uh, john lovitz <laughs> that's the guy jealous that guy and phil hartman is that, is that his name? The guy that was Bill murdered? Hartman, the guy that we just found out was murdered? Yeah. Okay. Side note, listeners. If you, if you remember Phil Hartman from SNL, if you're like me, newsflash, he was murdered. By his wife. By his wife. So uh, just let that, I guess, shape your enjoyment Yikes. of the scene, poignancy. Uh, but And then the guy from... The guy from Criminal Minds, Joe Montenegna. Montenegna? I don't know I don't... him from Baby's Day Out. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Which is a future episode. Future episode. Okay, so the, yeah, everybody in that scene. Yeah. And the guy gets really angry at them. The director starts yelling at them and then starts calling people. Like, Phil Hartman's job is to, like, call people and be like, kick them out of the uh, the the house that's a studio house and take their wardrobe clothes. Yeah, they take all their clothes. And they take all their clothes. And so they leave with, like, Martin Short has these little... Like shirt, like shirt and bloomers, shirt and bloomers. So I do love that scene. It's not the best, but it definitely gets the point across. Yeah. For the movie. Um, anything sequentially next or are we going to jump right to my little buttercup? I don't, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, absolute favorite scene of the movie. 
like far and away. Yours is the My Little Buttercup scene. Yeah. The whole thing, the three act like structure yeah. of it. Like the angry German guy comes in, he murders people, and he warns them more people are gonna come. Like his yeah. compatriots are coming, and they're cold blooded killers. But instead of the cold blooded German killers coming, Steve Martin and the, you know the three amigos the come. Three amigos. And I don't even know how to describe the scene. How would you summarize the scene? What happens? I, um, I think they think they're, I mean, obviously they think they're performing for their fans. They think, yeah, the three amigos think that they're performing for people who are their yes. fans. But the entire bar of Has Mexicans no is terrified of them because the first guy just came in and murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. For being disrespectful. Yeah. So they, they basically play along with the My Little Buttercup yes. song. Which Martin Short and Steve Martin it's give a hundred and ten percent to this performance. Funny. I mean, they they are going for it. Yeah, performatively, they are playing to the fans. Yeah, and everyone's simultaneously cheering and terrified. Yeah, like utter terror. And then they like haltingly add the words when yeah. it's like their turn. Yeah, it's so great. I also used to know all the choreography for that dance. Dance, not Are you trance. serious? Yeah, I how, did. How did you learn that? I don't know. I think I watched it enough, and then I made one of my friends perform it with me, and it was real funny. Like, let me tell you. Does it hold up if you just do the choreography? The parents thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember performing it. Wait, like, what age is this? I think I was like 11, 10. Whoa. Okay, that's older than I expected. 10 or 11. Oh, my goodness. That's I amazing. don't remember what happened, but I I'm was also like, impressed. It's a long dance. Yes. So we learned the thing and I was like, let's go do this for our parents because our parents at the time were all obsessed with this movie. Uh, yeah. They for sure. loved it. Sure. And so we performed it for our parents and it brought down the house. Like, and I'm not, this is not my like 10 year old mind, like being like, I looked great and I looked actually like super ratchet, like it was funny. Yeah. You, you guys probably killed it. I know who the friend you're talking about. And I'm sure like... It was funny. You guys actually killed it. And I wish I could still do it. Well, and so here's the best part. So like they do that entire scene. Yeah. And the this is what I got this time as I watched it. Everyone in the bar who, by the way, shout out to the <laughs> casting director for this film. They found the ugliest, weirdest looking... They're all God's creatures, but they're so ugly. Well, but like also the way that they do their like hair and makeup and everything, they're all dirty faced. They're all like, they're like a, like a parody of what you think a Mexican person is supposed to look like in the fifties. And, uh, the third act, the final act is obviously the real Germans show up. Everyone disrespects them. And then they murder a bunch of people. (laughs) And then my favorite, my like vote for best line might actually be the owner of the bar, like the the oh. kind of chubby mm-hmm. guy with the weird mustache and hair, says like this town's getting too rough for me. <laughs> yeah. Or like what Poor I don't remember guy. the exact line, but like uh, you just tell like this rough guy is like this is too much, man. Yeah, like he could be a bouncer somewhere, but he's like I'm done. I, yeah, he's I like I'm done. I, I just can't, can't even with this town anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, good. Okay, next next great scene. Emma, what did you think? This is your first time watching it. Okay, so I knew that My Little Buttercup song from Kara performing it. <laughs> Wait, so you have never seen The Three Amigos, but mm. you did watch Kara perform the yes. Buttercup dance. Yes, and I remember learning the whole thing, also the choreography and the words, but I was like, what is this from? <laughs> I just didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, if it's from something, I get it. But I had no context at all, but... It does hold up on its own. So what? Okay, that's great to know. Shout yeah. out to the choreographer <laughs> for the three amigos. What was your favorite scene then? Okay, my favorite scene is probably not the most, but it's when they meet El Guapo, and they think it's like like he whispers at the beginning, like, "Oh, it's a pleasure to work with you." Oh yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. When they scene. meet, when he rides into the mm-hmm. town. Okay, so yeah. they they weird out three guys, three banditos. Yeah. They go back to El Guapo, who's you know basically owning the town. He's the grasshopper of the movie Um, he's the hopper of the movie and he comes back and basically they start doing their thing and and El Wapo my favorite part he's like these these are funny guys these are funny guys and uh, 
And then he's like, shoot one of them. So they shoot Steve Martin in the arm. Oh my gosh. And so Steve Martin is like shocked and offended. And he marches straight up to El Wapo. And he's just basically like, let me see that. And he like <laughs> asks for the gun. And he's like, oh my gosh. Like, because he sees the real bullets. And then you, you watch Steve Martin's face as slowly, slow. And it's a long shot. Like yeah. slowly, slowly it begins to dawn on him. Uh, oh no. Like I've made a huge mistake. The I'm not performing for the banditos. They're actual banditos. Yeah. Like if it was now, it would have that TikTok oh no yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. In the background. And and the best part is he's like, excuse me. Excuse me. Like the Steve Martin, like, excuse me. And he backs up, excuse me, excuse me. And then he goes back to Martin Short and Chevy Chase. And what does he say? He's like, it's 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 real. He's like, he turns around like they can't hear him. Yeah. And he's like, this is real. Yeah. This is and they're like, what do you mean? Like, obviously, yeah. And he's like, no, this is real. And, and it takes them a second. It takes them a second. And then both of them, both Martin Short and Chevy Chase begin to cry. <laughs> begin to like cry like babies. Oh my God. And they're just, it's such a great scene, Emma. It's I mean, amazing. I'm, I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, Kara. Agree. What's your, what's your... Favorite scene then? Um, I guess not my favorite scene, but the scene that I am most intrigued and confused by is the singing bush. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, so far the movie is like kind of unbelievable, right? Yeah, but it's like but suspension it's like, of disbelief yeah, on like one level, on like, one like level. basic level. Then there's a bush that actually is singing. Right. And an invisible swordsman. And an invisible swordsman. So you're like, okay, all of a sudden now we're in Princess Bride territory. Yeah. Where I thought this was more like, you know, like uh, uh, the jerk or yeah. something. You know what I, I mean? Don't like, know. It yeah. confused me so much. And it was like, what was what was happening when someone was like, wait. Yes. Yeah, I, I got have an idea. I have a great idea. <laughs> but it, that scene does give us one of our family friend favorite yes. lines, which is... Vale, 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 vale. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to uh, Uncle Tom. Yeah. Friend Tom. Because, yeah, there's I, my that was in my entire childhood. Yes. And I never actually realized it was from this movie. And he would like do it randomly <laughs> and you would be like standing there and he'd be doing it and you're like, like vale, 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 vale. okay, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my cereal. <laughs> Oh, it's so great. So I think that's my favorite scene. I also love when Steve Martin is talking about Chevy Chase and he's like, it's like working with a six year old. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I was telling Ricky this earlier. My friend said she was just recently speaking to somebody who worked at the hotel that the cast stayed at during the filming. And everybody was like so nice and so charming Except for Chevy Chase, He's like who was worst. just like an absolute jerk and was probably very much like working with a six-year-old, like a stoned six-year-old. Yeah. I mean, that's that's his reputation. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I will say the the magic of, well, we'll get to this in a minute, but the magic of Steve Martin and Martin Short yeah. is pretty unbelievable. It really is the two and a half amigos. Yeah, it is two and a half amigos. And also, how young does Martin Short look in this movie? Oh my movie? gosh. He looks like a child. Yeah, he does. Okay, the then I'm gonna do my favorite scene from this last rewatch. I don't know, my all time favorite is My Little Buttercup. But the scene I got the most enjoyment out of watching this time is the the duel with Ned Niederlander <laughs> and the German guy. Because I was watching it and in the scene, the German guy shows up, he recognizes Ned, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow, they're pulling these two threads together. I thought it was random. That little little Ned Niederlander had the, all these movies, and that these guys are Germans, but somehow they're like bringing it together. You're like, oh yeah, it would make sense that he would, the German guy would know this character, Ned Niederlander's character, little Ned, and he all of a sudden is his like best, you know, best friend, and he's like amazed at like, I watch every one of your movies, and then all of a sudden this scene turns. Mm-hmm. Because he goes, and then, like, I practice every day to draw as fast as you, and then I realized it was all trick photography, you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, that, that wasn't trick photography. I, I really am that fast, you know? And, and so the whole scene where you're like, you, you go from he falls out of the sky, 
when El Wapo says the line, what's next? Gringo's falling from the sky. And then he's like, <laughs> bam, great line, physical comedy bit. And then from right then, the whole scene, till the German challenges Ned to a duel, like right there, a, a quick draw duel. And then El Jefe gives Ned the largest <laughs> pistol. It's like a 50 caliber <laughs> cowboy pistol that Martin Short cannot lift into the holster. Mm-hmm. And so Martin Short just killing it with the physical comedy bit. <laughs> and then, and you're like, oh my gosh, like this, I think Martin Short's going to die. Yeah. But he doesn't. He kills the German mm-hmm. and flies backwards like 20 feet. And and the whole scene is just like surprise after surprise after surprise. Like whoever wrote that scene, I just want to give him a high five. Yeah, that was a great scene. Okay. Any scenes from the end of the movie that were like, okay, that's... that's Oh, the um the one that dad always quoted was the when they give El Guapo the birthday plethora. present. No, oh. the plethora also, but the birthday present. When they're like, we all got you something. And I was... <laughs> He opens it, and do you think it's going to be like some cowboy thing? And it's a sweater, and he's like so excited. He goes, a sweater! Well, and they're they're, they're like in the desert, yeah. and everybody's sweating. Everyone's everybody's sweating. covered in sweat, and he's so proud of the sweater. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing that I was catching as I watched it this time. You, you don't realize that El Wapo loves what he does. El Jefe loves El Wapo. The banditos that ride with him love, I mean, they're just one big happy family. They're hanging out. They're doing photo shoots. They're having big birthday parties. And it's like the three amigos actually totally ruin their small bandito family. The little little friendship group. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Uh, I think. I forgot about the sweater. The sweater is great. And then the the best bit in line at the end, I think, is the, what do you do better than anyone else? You know, what, like, what is... Uh, Santa Poco have that no one else has or whatever the line is. And uh, the, they're all thinking like, hmm. and then the old lady's like, we can sew. And, and you're, and they're like, you can sew. And then you're just Martin Short's like trying to like figure out how do I put a positive spin on this? And then uh, Martin Short does, I mean, Steve Martin does the old like bit of like, wait a minute. What about that movie we did? That could never work. We've got it, you know. And somehow they make like 40 pieces of three, three Amigos clothing, dig a giant pit, and also have 40 pistols on hand. A plethora. It, a plethora of pistols. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think it's good. All right. Well, with that, we will uh, be right back. All right, and we're back. So Jen asked me something that that I've never considered watching this movie in my life. And so Jen is not from El Paso. She's not uh, Hispanic, <laughs> exactly. Um, she's, a little, she's white. And she asked me, does this movie offend you in the way that it portrays, like, Mexicans? <laughs> and so it was, it's a weird deal because I, did, I said no. So I want to hear what Emma mm-hmm. thinks, but I said no because I think it's a parody of like Hollywood tropes of Mexicans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's making fun of like this is the most stereotypical Mexican thing ever. But I don't know. What did you think, Emma? Because you just watched it. Because I was thinking about that too. I was like, I don't think it's like offensive because all of the cast is Latino also. So it's like. Well, not Martin Short. Well, not Martin Short, obviously, but <laughs> but they're actors <laughs> playing actors, so they don't count. Yeah, that's true. They're different. They're just characters. But everyone else yeah. is Latino, and I think it's like you all lean into the like tropes of the Mexican uncle or like the drinking. Well, and the the funny thing is like people in this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that person. That dude. Yeah, that exactly. dude like sells. Uh, that there's one of them that I'm like, oh, it's the the guy that says, sells the uh, like uh, asadero cheese from yes. the, from his bag, like in Central El Paso. He like yeah. walks around. You'll like be sitting there eating in a restaurant, and the, the guy will come in with like a little card, and mm-hmm. he'll be like, "I'm selling asadero cheese. Do you want?" Yes. And it's like people are buying. People are buying cheese out of a bag, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, thank you," you know, and just like walks away. <laughs> 
It's okay, you know? <laughs> and so it, I think that it actually makes me enjoy it more. Yeah, it made me enjoy it a lot because I was like, like the guys with the tequila. <laughs> At the beginning where they're like, we need to grab some more tequila. Yeah. And then they throw a tequila and like smash it into <laughs> the wall. Then they throw that bottle of tequila into they, the wall. They throw the bottle of tequila away. Like, and then I also love when he get they get to the bar. Oh, and they're like, if it's like beer, we'll have it. Yeah. And they're like, we don't have beer. We only have tequila. Yeah. And then they have it. It's and like they all beer. do the like cough Steve Martin like uh, leg twitch thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Afterward, yeah. it's so funny. Okay, uh, amazing. All right, so uh, I did do a bit of uh, digging in this movie, bec- and I went down a- several rabbit holes that I think we will not go down all of. But a couple things right off the bat. Uh, here's the thing. that This movie is directed by John Landis, and I was looking through John Landis's filmography, and he did The Blues Brothers. He's done a bunch of other movies you would remember the names of. But I saw something on his filmography, so remember, you gotta remember, okay, this is the dude from like this movie. This is the guy that directed the Three Amigos. He also directed a music video, probably the most iconic oh music video of all time. And it that is the music video for Thriller by Michael Jackson. No way. Yes, that this is a real thing. I was like, this can't be real. Somebody on IMDB is drunk. Yeah. And I looked it up on YouTube, and there is a video of him talking about directing Thriller. What? And you're like, what? He also directed American Werewolf in London, oh. and like, so maybe there's a thing. But I, I just loved, I just love imagining the interaction. Like Michael Jackson's like watching the Three Amigos, and he's like, man, I love this movie. <laughs> he's like, we got to get this guy for my next music video. Oh my gosh, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> my Michael Jackson voice is on point. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, that was deeply, deeply weird. Um, the other thing about this movie is it, according to IMDb and some other sources, they went through several rounds of possible casting for it. So, um, the, the movie is always written by Steve Martin. Are you breathing into the microphone? Oh my gosh. You're like breathing breathing. weird (laughs) into the microphone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know how much work that's going to be in post-production to like, yeah, everyone is. So it's like the Alcantha, like n- weird nose breathing. The yeah, <laughs> the gammy, the gammy thing. Oh man. Okay, so it was always a Steve Martin movie. It was co-written by Steve Martin and Lorne Michaels. What? And get this, Randy Newman. Where did Randy Newman come? Randy from? Newman, the composer, the "You've Got a Friend in Me" what? guy, the Academy Award-winning <laughs> composer, Randy Newman. Guess how many movies Randy Newman has written? How many? One. One. Toy Story? No. He didn't this write, movie. Oh, he didn't write Toy Story. He just wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean the movie. I meant the music. Yeah. No, I mean like the actual film. So like. Oh, okay. He's only ever written one film and it is this movie. Why the Three though? Amigos. Like what? I just want to get Randy like on the red carpet one day. You know, going into some late premiere and be like, excuse me, Mr. Newman, Mr. Newman, one question. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it about Toy Story 6 or 7 or whatever? I'd be like, no. Why? How did you end up writing The Three Amigos with Steve Martin and Lauren Michaels? And that's what my whole interview would be with him. But so there's that. Then the other wild thing is the number of actor pairings that were going to be with Steve Martin. Okay. Okay. So first one is Steven Spielberg considered i guess directing this movie Mm. which would have been i think a mistake yeah i don't think he's an improv guy no but it uh, allegedly again this is all like scuttlebutt allegedly it would have been steve martin bill murray and robin williams oh good lord so uh bill murray as chevy chase and robin williams as ned niederlander i could see that actually working it would be a really different vibe because I don't Ned think... Ned Nederlander is so innocent. Yeah. And Robin Williams can do the hook, like, innocent, I'm a boy, but not as well as Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin but Short looks like a child, too. He also looks very childish. But Robin, I'm sorry, Bill Murray, I love. But do you think he could have... Would Okay, here's a question. Would the movie be improved with Bill Murray instead of Chevy, Chevy Chase? Chase? I, I don't, don't know. know. 
I, because I feel like Bill Murray's vibe, like that Chevy Chase could kind of vibe with the other two guys. I don't know if the vibe would work the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's one pairing. The other pairing apparently could have been Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, and John Belushi. Who's Dan Aykroyd? You know Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters? He's from SNL? I've never seen Ghostbusters. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, it's like working with a six-year-old. <laughs> okay. Last one. Oh, Emma's pulling okay. the picture. You know, t- that guy. Okay, that guy? Yeah. He's also in Christmas with the Cranks, which is what I know him from. Remember, he's a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, give us for all stay. Sorry. I, I cannot believe. It's so sad that that's the thing you know Dan Eckerd for, but okay. I'm so sorry. Um, actually, he was, he's one of the Blues Brothers in that, that uh, John Landis later directed mm-hmm. in the movie The Blues Brothers. Okay, last one. Uh, if Martin Short was not available, they were also looking at Rick Moranis. Who was Rick Moranis? Rick Moranis. This again, it's like working with a six-year-old. That uh, he is the dad. I'm going to speak in language you will understand, Emma. He's oh, the okay. dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so here's my question: Would that have been better? No, no. That would have been a completely different movie. It would have been funny. Yeah. See, here's the thing about that. All, all any of these pairings would have been funny, but I don't know if they would have been magic. Yeah. And this movie is the first thing that Martin Short and Steve Martin appear in together. And we love Martin Short and Steve Martin together. Yeah. We, we've loved them ever since the Prince of Egypt days. <laughs> Except I think Father of the Bride was before Prince of Egypt. Oh, we did watch that. Yeah, yeah. So that. Yes. And then uh, Only Murders in the Building most recently. Yes. Like So they, be- they actually are like super good friends. They're great they friends They tour together. Yeah. And... So I th- I think this movie the greatest gift this movie gives the world is that the pairing. Steve Martin Martin Short pairing yeah um, and which we've enjoyed for the last thirty years stands I mean just absolutely amazing except um, twenty because we're all in our twenties oh okay the last three amigos is this this is not the only three amigos from our childhood the only other bit of trivia is do you remember Emma the other three amigos the the Disney one with the birds? Yes. Do you remember yes. that? Yes. Okay. What do you remember about that? I honestly don't remember too much, but it was like, I remember, I think I saw a version in Spanish because mom was trying to like oh, expose yeah. me was to Was that the Spanish language. immersion years? I think it was. Oh, <laughs> like when we had, um, what was the bear show? Musi el grande. Musi el grande. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For everybody that wants to know, um, our family is does not speak Spanish well. We all speak some Spanish, mostly me and Emma. Yeah, Kara Sorry, Kara. Except but, my kids speak more than your kids. Uh, sh- sh- well, my kids know a lot of swear words from public school. So, <laughs> so there. So the uh, the funny thing about growing up as an Alcantad is, mom and dad did not speak Spanish at all to us in the no. early years where we could have learned Spanish most easily. Yeah. Instead, they freaked out when we all turned like. Like when I was like 12 yeah, and we were like seven and two. Yeah. And then for a while, mom was like, let's do Spanish immersion with, with just with the movies we watch. Uh-huh. So I think the idea was like just making us watch movies in Spanish. Yeah. Which is a popular idea, but I don't think it actually works. Well, I, I think you're also supposed to practice it. Yeah. And you're supposed to like try speaking it, but we did not. We literally just watched a bunch of movies in Spanish. Muzi el grande. Yeah. And I still remember some vocabulary from Muzi. I remember, I remember the, the ba- fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Duraznos. <laughs> but wait, I've, I've, so, okay, Three Amigos Disney. Yes. With the birds. Yes. This is not related to the Three Amigos, but do you guys remember this bird Disney movie about a penguin? Yes. That got. No, no, no. That's in the Three Amigos. No, it's not. That got cold? Yes. And he goes, his name is like Pablo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's he's in the he's in the, like the north the South Pole. Yes, he wants to be warm. He wants no, no, no. to be warm, and he keeps trying to warm his bottom. And that whenever he warms his bottom, the iceberg melts. Well, okay, you're conflating a bunch of different parts of that short film. But yes, that was a short. In, in it, it, so it was a whole uh, series of animated what? shorts related to South America. Because okay. remember, Disney and his guys famously took trips down to South America. 
So, and I think it was called, I think they released it under the Three Amigos. For drogas? Because, be, no, not for drugs, <laughs> for like inspiration. They okay. went on like yeah. adventuring. Okay. And it's because the Three Amigos are in and out. They're, the thing that ties them together is all the birds. Okay, yeah. And, and, yes. and we love that. Yes. And there's that bird. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that gives Emma, me. Emma, do you remember this? It gives me anxiety. I remember parts of it, but again, it's like the moosey. Where yeah. it felt like a fever dream, and I didn't know if it was like a real thing or yeah, not. There, it, well, that that is like a fever dream. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. I actually don't know if it's called the Three Migos, but it's all in one. It's like one movie. But I remember seeing it, like where the bird kept sitting, and I was like, "What is wrong with?" Like I didn't understand what they were saying, but I understood like this bird is in a crisis. Someone okay. needs to help him. And also because there's a huge Venn diagram of overlap between people that listen to this podcast and are also Disneyland, Disney World fans. Uh, bizarrely even though we love that movie the three amigos and all those little like things we never went into the mexico pavilion at epcot why because wait kara was it that no i just was gonna say until like two years ago yeah be, well and it's, it's because in our defense because some listeners are like what's wrong with you in our defense we live literally next door to mexico yeah so we go to mexico we went on vacation to mexico to mexico all the time so going to Epcot and then going to Mexico is like going back home. It's yeah. like, no, I did. I, I, I paid to see China. Yeah. I paid to see England. Like I can walk to Mexico. But then we did it. But then we did it. And it was like, it's so amazing. magical. It's amazing. It's in the, the Aztec pyramid. Yes. There's a little boat ride. There's like a whole market in it, there. Yeah. It's like a volcano. It's absolutely. There's a whole tequila tasting. Yeah. Tequila. Tequila. Yeah, whole tequila tasting thing in there. So, yeah. So, um, I would give um, five out of five stars to The Three Amigos, the old Disney movie, and the ride. And the ride. It's so charming. Pablo or Paco, the cold bird. (laughs) Uh, Paco, if you're out there, we're thinking of you. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back with everybody's favorite categories. Did you find it? Did you find the name of the, the oh, thing? The penguin that hated the cold. The cold-blooded penguin, a 1944 film. And look, there's the picture with him with his tushy out. But what, what's the name of the thing? So listeners can go watch this. It's called Pablo... Uh, sorry, whoops, go back. It's called... Oh my gosh. This is... The cold-blooded penguin. This you understand that this doesn't work on a podcast. Like we're literally just like Disney looking short at your phone. about Pablo. So his name was Pablo. Disney short about Pablo the penguin and his journey to find a warm place. Kara, I'm honestly amazed that you remember the name of the penguin from like 25 years ago. I might be a genius. Okay, it, for listeners, they need to know that Kara is the self-appointed keeper of memories in our family. And she, every once in a while, will pull out these weird, bizarre tricks of remembering, like, somebody's name that we met on vacation, <laughs> like, at age five. So, but then half the time, I think she makes up memories. But look, there's the picture of him with his bottom out. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Okay. This has nothing to do with the Three Amigos. Uh, but let's go back to the Three Amigos starring Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. Kara. Kara. Yes. Okay. okay. Are, you, are you paying attention? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> The uh, the two categories everybody loves are uh, borderline inappropriate and trauma meter. So uh, borderline inappropriate. Let's start there because as I watch this movie, uh, it is a it is a not a <laughs> children's movie. So, but it's also not that bad. Like while I it's was not watching that it, bad. I was like, I could see my kids watching it. Well, and some of the stuff is designed kind of to go over the heads of kids. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, yeah, like, like when when they're talking about the girl and how to get the girl and what taking the girl or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's that was, that's definitely yeah. a little cringy, a little inappropriate. Um, Emma has a look like also yeah. just this movie is rated PG, and when I was watching it, I was like, how is this movie rated PG? Well, it's because it's before there was PG thirteen. Oh, so it, uh, the uh, Temple of Doom. Is sort of what created the PG thirteen rating. That makes sense because they they're like it's not an R rated movie, but it's not a PG movie. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is any PG movie from like nineteen eighty six or earlier. Like just parents, <laughs> just a heads up out there. Okay, there is it profanity. Is, it is not the same PG man. Um, 
But the uh, anything else that you feel like was like that's inappropriate. Well, it was like there was swearing, and then there was a dingling joke at the oh, end yeah. that yeah. was like where he's like, "What is? What does that mean?" Oh yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> about the pencil yes. <laughs> about the pencil yeah 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 yeah. that was funny uh, that was funny though it was so funny yeah it was just weird and it was like some of it was like oh this is very much like plunderer like horrible hor- horrific things that happen in history but then they'd make a joke out of it and it's like okay now it's kind of funny i don't know it was weird yeah do you, uh, do you have anything Kara? i always remember mom and dad fast forwarding one part which where, part where Carmen's there and the older lady's like, you're going to be El Guapo's woman tonight. But I never knew. All I heard was you'll be El Guapo's woman tonight. And then they always fast forwarded it. And so in my mind, it was like conflated to be like really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happened to me a bunch of times. Like whatever our parents would fast forward, I would imagine the worst possible I cannot imagine. Like if there was violence. Yeah. I would imagine like the grossest, most horrific thing I could yeah. or like the most inappropriate, you know, like there's just people running around <laughs> naked for five minutes. And then, you know, and then you're like, oh, I think that would have probably been fine. Yeah. Like, especially if we're allowed to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like drawing the line right there does seem a little weird. And then when I heard it, I was like, OK, I guess I wouldn't want my child to hear that. But. The level of like, <laughs> don't watch was like very intense. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so I think that one, this movie gets a pass on a lot of borderline inappropriate stuff. Anything yeah. from trauma meter, anything that was like traumatic no. as a child. Oh my gosh. Everything in this movie is traumatic, guys. But none of it is. Well, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. The, the, the scene where. <laughs> It goes on for like, I don't know, multiple cuts where Steve Martin is trying to get out of the jail. Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make yeah. it. Yeah. And he's talking to himself and it's just Steve Martin talking to himself, trying yeah. to like, like get across the room. Yeah. And then he keeps getting like pulled back, pulled back and like smacked. I'm pretty sure I had a nightmare about that. I'm pretty sure I had a nightmare where I was like locked up and was trying to like make it to some lever and I couldn't do it. So... That wasn't that scary to me. And it wasn't scary. I'm just saying like it, it's it's a thing from childhood that gets embedded in your oh, mind yeah. as like, oh, yeah, this could happen. To Anything you. could. Uh, I think that's funny. The Also, because I have like social anxiety and social awkwardness, the idea that you would so totally misread a social situation <laughs> where like you think you're performing when in reality it's real. You're actually like being accosted and attacked. It, it, it wasn't that like they, I thought they were going to die. Yeah. It actually was the social anxiety on Steve Martin's face of like, oh my gosh, I have so <laughs> misunderstood this situation that like that part, I'm like, yeah. I feel that. Where every once in a while you say something that's so like, uh-oh. Oh, I've done that so many times. I, sh- I should not have. And you so embarrassing. And you do the Steve Martin. I say, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Just one, 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 one second. One, one, one second. No, I'll be right back. Uh, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels like that sometimes. Okay. So those things are traumatic. Um, pretty, not the violence, not anything like that. Anything for you, Emma? I don't think so. Cause well, I didn't watch this as a child either (laughs) though. So if I'd watched as a child, I might've been like, I was, I was anxious. I can see myself as a kid being anxious when Martin Short's like stuck on the pinata for like an extended (laughs) period of time. And it's like, is someone going to And he's going to fall down. down? Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like he didn't have like a stunt double or anything. It yeah. looked like he just fell on that table. That, I will also say, I didn't like the part where they get fired oh, suddenly. Yeah. Also, my social awkwardness was like, oh no, you could, if you do bad at your job, you'll get fired. <laughs> and your clothes will be taken off. Yeah. And that literally, yeah. That, I didn't know that, that that could be possible. You could be kicked out of your home, your clothes taken away. Yeah. Weird. Oh uh, man. Okay. We'll be right back. All right, and our last category is why did our dad let us watch this or make us watch this movie? So who wants to kick us off? Well, I was a baby, so I didn't watch this movie. I was going to say, obviously, Emma cannot answer because... Okay, well, Emma, then 
from just watching it, what do you think Dad liked about this movie? I think he likes Steve Martin's humor, honestly, where it's like, because there's several moments between Steve Martin and Martin Short where they have these inside jokes and they're both just laughing about it. And that's very much like a dad thing. So I don't know if he felt like seen, but then it also has that element of like old Hollywood type of storytelling, but it's still parody. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Kara? I think he just loved this movie because like, he and his friends loved this movie. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, sometimes when you love something and you want your kids to love it too. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, I think you make a, make a really good point that dad partially loves this movie because his friends love the movie with him. Yes. And, and you know how all like, were together in it. There's that very specific sense of like bonding and camaraderie that happens when you and a friend yes. both love a thing especially like a humorous thing and yeah. you can say the lines over and over yeah. and enjoy it. And so the, the idea that these guys are actually friends and they actually hang out, you know, the yeah. three amigos is something that, because dad, like friendship is really important to dad over the years. Yeah. And I think having a movie that it, as funny as it is, but it's a, it really is about f- friendship that there really is no reason these three guys should stick together. Yeah. Like, after being fired, you know, it would, it, it should be like, well, I'm going to call my agent. You're going to call your agent. Yeah. We're just going to split up. It's fine. But they're like, no, let's go on an adventure together. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I think anybody who's had like a good friend is like, you know what? Why don't we just keep hanging out? Like whatever we need to do to hang out. It's not really even so much saving a town or yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's just hanging out. And when they're together, like dad and his friends and this movie comes up, it's just really cute. Yeah. It's like they're very happy to have that person to be able to say the lines with and commiserate. Like, remember when we used to watch that together? Yeah. And I think that it's the other thing about this movie that dad, I think, loves is he do, he does love lines. He likes lines he loves that are quotable. A good line. And if he could like because because here's the thing. I love you, dad. But he is not the most like Jerry Seinfeld, like turn everyday situations into humor kind of guy. But he's great at remembering lines (laughs) and like using the line when he feels like it's appropriate. Like a sweater. Like a sweater. Like he's done that so many times and it's still, it actually kills. Yeah. It It totally kills. He's like, would you say you have a plethora? Yeah. You know, and it actually kills. So I think the quotableness of this movie also lends itself to, to dad. I agree. Why do you think this became, like not just our family, but like all like there was a very specific a bunch of families that we loved and were connected with. Why was it sort of our? Why did it become a movie for all of us? I think part of it is the cultural aspect. Yeah, because we're on the border. Because we're on the border. Yeah, and it's relatable. Because to everybody else, like the ple- like the plethora line is like perfect. Yeah, it's just a funny line, but for us, we're like. No, no. Like, that's our life. Like, we've all been there where somebody's like, I have a plethora. Like, you're like, wow, really? Yeah. It's great. That's one reason, I think. The other reason is it's not um, super raunchy. Yep. So it was widely uh, accepted. And I also think the, the last thing about this movie that I think lent itself to just becoming legendary is that you can, you, it, the beginning to end viewing of this movie is does not even matter as much as just stopping or like watching it whenever it's on TV. Yeah. You know, like you'd start in the middle. Yeah. You can start at the end. But if like, if the, if they're about to invade El Wapo's fortress, you know, like, the sweater line is coming. You know the 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 uh, Martin Short falling from the sky is coming. Like you, you're like, oh, I gotta watch this part. Yeah. You know, so you could jump in for 15 minutes at any part of this movie, and it's so abundantly like easy to follow. It's sort of like how Nacho Libre is for us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how it was for them. Yeah, I think so. Emma, any any last thoughts on why? this movie is such a family classic. I think it's just really funny and it's relatable funny. Like you guys were saying. Yeah. And I think that we like some movies that like genuinely the humor is probably not 
actually that funny mm-hmm. they just became funny yeah but this movie actually really is well written yeah and it and do you think it holds up i think it does yeah i think it holds up because it's it's pretending to be a relic of a certain time period mm-hmm. so then it doesn't get like trendy yeah and done yeah it's like yep this is still great yeah it's great okay so from here on out uh we have a whole pile of movies so at the pool today dad and i sat down and i got I just was like, all right, Dad, what movies did you make us watch as kids? And he started in on this list that I was like, oh, my gosh. Was like, <laughs> I think I have like 30 movies written down. Oh gosh. So I don't know how many of these we will get through. Uh, we may be doing this for like the next 40 years, <laughs> um, which I hope I hope we would. I hope we're like 70 and all sitting around a table and oh our kids gosh. and grandkids are like, are like, ah, Grandpa's doing his podcast again. <laughs> like, Grandpa, nobody even listens to podcasts anymore. <laughs> What I don't know. I guess my grandchildren will live in New York. In New York, Cohen. Grandpa, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, Cohen. Cohen moves to New York and becomes a writer. Okay. Yeah. So we have a whole pile of movies. Uh, one way you can support the show is if you like this, you can. What should people do if they want if they want to support the show? Leave a review. You could leave a review. Leave a five star rating. That would be. But you don't have to leave five stars. <laughs> like if you feel like this is like something less than five stars. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will take it personally. It will feel like you just don't like us, like on a human level. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's no way to separate this podcast from who we are. <laughs> so if you don't give us five stars, we'll be, we'll f- like trace your IP address and find you. Yeah. What? How else can you support the show? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? They could just send us money, like send in the mail. Send us money. Yeah, just send, send us like a dollar in the mail. I'll put my Venmo <laughs> out there into the universe. No, you're going to get hacked. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, like my picture, like my thing. Oh, do oh. people hack you that way? I, I don't know. I'm assuming they can. Oh. I don't know how technology works. I'm a geriatric millennial. Ba- shares are big. Like if you listen. Give us a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a Bitcoin. Yeah. Or pesos. Do we accept pesos? No. Aceptamos pesos? No. Remember when Pizza Patron had those commercials here where like uh si aceptamos pesos. Like I don't you could literally that. like yeah. like pay for your pizza and I'll pass it with pesos. And then they stopped because it was a nightmare. I uh, don't remember that, but But yeah, we accept pesos, yeah. we accept bitcoins. Um the other thing you could do, this actually is like the best thing you could do, is if you like this podcast and you know somebody that would like it, send it to them and yeah. share it with a friend. Uh because we are having a ton of fun making these and we want to justify this to our family and and I want to justify this to Jen. We really want to keep doing it. Yeah, we would like to keep doing it probably forever. Uh, so if you like it, send it to a friend and um, keep an eye out on our Instagram feed. I think at some point we have to do a giveaway of something. I don't even know what it would be. Maybe a signed picture of dad. A video of us performing... A video of us. Yeah. If we get to like a certain number of reviews, we should do that. If we get to a certain number of reviews, we will do, we'll like record ourselves doing the My Little Buttercup dance. Yeah. So like, I don't know. still slaps. I don't know what number that is. I don't know. But when it feels right, (laughs) when there's enough momentum to actually make me do that, I will do it. Uh, And we should have a giveaway where we we print out a picture of dad and have him sign it in gold. Yeah. With the mafia the picture. The mafia picture of him at the, <laughs> the graveyard. The mafia picture. Yeah, we have this picture of my dad at a graveyard in a trench coat and yeah. sunglasses. It's the best picture. Yeah, and so we'll do some kind of giveaway. We'll come yeah. up with the rules for it. We'll do it next time. We'll figure it out. Of like a signed Mafia Joe picture uh, made out to you. And it'll be like for all the memories. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> um, and we're done. And we're done. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram and now I think Facebook or just leave us a review. And even better yet, send this to a friend. Well, a friend that has a very, very specific sense of humor.